हरे कृष्णा टुडे वी आर सो फॉर्चुनेट टू हैव हर ग्रेस वनमालिनी मंजरी माताजी फ्रॉम सीरा रैपिड एंड माताजी विल एन लेटन अस फ्रॉम द टॉपिक श्रीमद भागवतम फिफ्थ कैंटो इलेवेंथ चैप्टर फर्स्ट वर्स प्लीज टेक ओवर द कॉल माताजी हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा माताजी थैंक यू ऑल सो मच माय हमल अभिसंसेस टू ऑल द डिवोटीज असेंबल्ड ऑन द कॉल and i'm um before um, we continue the sessions i would like to go and chant the mangala charan prayers om gnanati mirandasya gnananjana shalakaya chakshuran militam yena tasmay shri gurave namaham shri chaitanya manobhishtam sthapitam yena bhutale swayam roopah kadamahyam dadati svapadantikam vandeham shri guru shri tapadakamalam shri krun vaishnavamsha shri roopam sagrajatam sahagana raghunadanvitam ृंदावनेश सरप्राइज रहुगुना um and then on top of that he had some more 
philosophical questions because he has an understanding about all those things but what uh, King um, Bharata has mentioned were contradicting his thoughts so King Rahubuna has asked those questions to Jadabharata. Now Jadabharata is speaking Brahmana Vuvacham Ako Vida Ko Vida Vada Vadaan Vadasyatonati Vidam Varishtaham Nasuryohi Vyavaharam Yenam Tatvavam Tatvavam Tatvavamarshena sahamananti sahamananti Brahmana vuvacha ako vidako vidavada vadan Adasyatonati vidam varishtaham Nasuryo hi vyavaharam yenam Tatvavamarshena sahamananti Sahamananti. Actually, there is a tune for all the Bhagavatam slokas, um, but I am not that good in singing, and also I don't remember. Uh, but if you happen to re see anybody, then that will be the right tune, not what I am actually saying. And some of these verses are actually prose, so they don't really fit into any uh, tune also. Brahmana Vacha, because Jadabharata has taken a birth in a Brahman family. And by Varna, he is a Brahmana, so that's why Brahmana Vacha. The Brahmana said, Akovidaha, without having experience. Kovida Vada Vada, words used by experienced persons, but they say you are speaking. Atho, therefore, na, not. Atividham, of those who are very experienced, Varishtaha, the most important. Na, not. Suryaha, such intelligent persons. He, indeed, Vyavaharam, mundane and social behavior. Enam, this, Tattva, of the truth. Avahashena, fine judgment by intelligence. Sahavit, Amananti, discuss. So this sounds very, very familiar uh, for all of us. What Jadabharata is saying. The Brahmana Jadabharata said, My dear friend, although you are not at all experienced, you are trying to speak like a very experienced man. Consequently, you cannot be considered an as uh, consequently, you cannot be considered an experienced person. An experienced person does not speak the way you are speaking about the relationship between a master and a servant, or about material pains and pleasures. These are simply external activities. Any advanced, experienced man, considering the absolute truth does not talk in this way. So this very similar to what Krishna says to Arjuna uh, in 2.11. Krishna starts his instruction saying that Asochayam anvasochasvam pragnavadamsya bhashase gatasuna gatasuna sochanti pandita You are speaking as if you are thinking that you are speaking like an intelligent person. And you are lamenting for that which should not be lamented. Asochayan anvasochastvam. You are lamenting for something which you should not be lamenting. And what, how you are speaking, your words are like, Pregnavadam sabhasasa. Like how you are a very intelligent and learned person. Like that your words are there. Gatasuna gatasumsa nanusochanti pandita. But panditas, who really learned, does not speak like you. That's what Krishna says. While speaking learned words, you are mourning for what is not worth of agree. Those who are wise lament neither 
those who are wise, lament neither for living nor the death. Gatasu na gatasuscha, nanu sochanti pandita. Those who are very learned, intelligent, they really don't worry about a living thing or a dead thing. But you speak, you are speaking as if you are speaking learned, like a learned person, because Arjuna, when he is quoting all the reasons, also he says that this is how I have learned from my gurus. This is how they have taught me. This is what the scriptures are saying. So he did not say this is my opinion or something like that. He still spoke from the scriptures, uh, but not the higher purpose of the scriptures. So that's why Krishna is saying here these words. So similar words, Jadavarta is saying to King Rahuguna. He is saying, Akovida, Kovida, Vada, Vadaan, Akovida. Without having experience, you are speaking as if you are an experienced person. This we often find in the people, um, like, I see, uh, even in the children, small children also we will find, like, uh, the words will be as if, like, they have experience of all the things, like, oh, my day is spoiled, this is, I, I messed up the things. For small, small things they say like that, like if their friend fight with them, or if they didn't, uh, um, if they missed a small uh, thing in the school. But their words, if we don't look at their age, their words look as if like, oh, they are speaking like somebody who has a lot of experience in life. But when we look at them, they, they, they don't have that kind of an experience in their life. But the words sound like that. So here, uh, uh, Jaragartha is saying, a Covid, Covid, Vada, Vada, You're speaking as if you have experience of all those things, but it's very obvious that you are not experienced. And then he says, those consequently cannot be considered an experienced person. Just because you're speaking the words which sound like spoken by an experienced person, I cannot consider you an, as an experienced person because See, this is something that we can see, like um, a guru can immediately figure out uh, whether we are doing something or not. Like small children, uh, when they go and uh, when they go and speak in front of the teacher and they try to put up a scene that, oh, I have practiced this, I have practiced that, especially in the music or anything, the teachers will immediately identify them because they are experienced. So they know how the things will be when an experienced person performs, um, apart from the words. So they will immediately say that, uh, they will immediately figure out that the person opposite is not having experience but speaking in an experienced way. So in, then they understand that, oh, it's okay, you are speaking like that, but it's, you're not really you are not really experienced in that. So they will start from the point that they are not experienced. They won't go by the words. Similarly, because now Jadavarta is going to take the position of a guru, He's doing the proper analysis of the disciple so that he can give right instruction to disciple. So Prabhupada writes, um, I forgot in which purport where I have read. Um, um, because I, uh, sometimes I remember immediately, but some uh, in some of the re some of my readings or in some of my purports where uh, I was reading. So Prabhupada says that um, you need guru. Yes, in the second uh, chapter, in the verses um, from 39, 50, 50, uh, 39, 40, 41, at, at that point, uh, Prabhupada writes in the purport that you need Guru to properly guide you based on your strengths and weaknesses, what you can achieve, what you cannot achieve 
yeah, it's in it's in the second chapter of uh, Bhagavad Gita itself. So he he says there, right? Um, with Krishna's mercy, we get Guru. With Guru's mercy, we get Krishna. So we need really Guru to practice the devotional service of the life, uh, so that we we will be able to perform Ishkama Karma Yoga, Buddhi Yoga. When he is explaining Buddhi Yoga from chapter from Sloka 38. So Krishna speaks uh, in the purport Prabhupada writes that without Guru, we won't be, Guru can analyze properly and give the instructions properly. What otherwise we immaturely may think that we can do this, we can do that. And then we uh, seeing the uh, uh, fellow devotees or peer pressure, we, ta- we may take up the things which are not aligned with our nature. And we end up ourselves in our troubles because all of us are different. The same instruction, the same medicine does not work for everybody. Based on the body nature of the person, the doctor, based on the symptoms, because he is an experienced person, he gives. Similarly, a guru is very, very important in the life. And when we go and speak to guru, when he's saying something, we have to understand that guru knows, guru is more experienced than me and he's giving an instruction. Even though it is looking like I have put up a big show of something, Desiring something else, but but Guru identifies Guru identifies correctly, and then he gives an instruction where it may sound like as if like oh I already know this, but if Guru is asking us to go back to that position and start our journey, that is good for us. So we should have that faith on Guru. So similarly here, Jadavarta is not considering King Raguna as an experienced person because his words does not speak the way how. A spiritually enlightened person or a person who knows about the absolute truth defines a relationship between the master and the servant or understands how the material pains and pleasures are there. It's because Jadabharata, his consciousness is elevated. It is his third birth. Um, he's taking, um, uh, he's very uh, close to go back to God. So his consciousness is highly elevated. So he understands how elevated consciousness person speaks. So that's why Chattabharata says that, first of all, that he analyzes his disciple and he says that, even though you're speaking like this, but this is not the words of an experienced person. Perfect. Krishna similarly chastised Arjuna. Purport and translation by Srila Prabhupada, Srila Prabhupada, Krishna similarly chastised Arjuna. While speaking learned words, you are lamenting for what is not worth of grief, worthy of grief. Similarly, among people in general, 99.9% try to talk like experienced advisors, but they are actually devoid of spiritual knowledge and are therefore like inexperienced children speaking nonsensically. So Prabhupada is writing that. So many times, you know, philosophy giving suggestions, everybody, everybody, if you see nowadays, I was just wondering, like, um, one of uh, one of a known person was keep on sending me some YouTube links, asking that they are, um, uh, speak, they are speaking on some kind of an astrology, and they wanted me to uh, see their channel and subscribe, so I went there, and then, I was wondering how a person, so that person was analyzing dreams and speaking all those things and very confidently saying future uh, based on the dreams and all those things. And I personally know that person that uh, that person did not really study anything uh, related to the astrology or uh, didn't properly have a guru on that. Um, and then how come uh, so confidently 
making videos and also putting them and then putting an interesting title so that people uh, can come and watch. So it is such a dangerous thing because um, she's confidently saying certain things which can, if people really not knowing the background of the person takes those things seriously and starts implementing in the life um, or taking them seriously and uh, analyzing their own dreams and their own lives based on that, then it will cause uh, a very um, bad consequences. Uh, but these people, for whatsoever is the ulterior motive, they are doing that. So 99% we find these kind of people in the world. So we need to know to who, from whom we should be taking advice. That is really, really important. And also how that person is giving advice. He's giving from, um, uh, is he quoting the scriptures? Is he taking the, uh, keeping Krishna in the center, having scriptures as the basis and quoting them and, and then quoting them and adding their realizations and reflections and their experiences is, is somewhat better than speaking not having experience, not studying that subject matter, uh, but randomly because you have understood something and you can speak eloquently, we should not be doing that. So for us, when we are taking advice also, we should be taking advice from the proper source. Then that can enlighten our life or make us progress in our spiritual life or make us understand the things properly. And then when we are giving advice also, if we are not having experience of something, First of all, we should be able to understand the persons because most of the times we often hear this from our own kids also, like you are not understanding what I'm saying. Sometimes we will be understanding, but we know that that phase also will go away, but still we should not be talking like that. So we should be going down to their level and say that I kind of understand what you are saying. I relate with you. I am there for you, but still try this one also. So both the times when we are giving advice or when we are taking advice, both should be done very cautiously. Uh, we should not be just randomly speaking uh, the, just because we know uh, or uh, we can speak very nicely or because they have come to us to ask. So that itself is kind of uh, makes us feel like uh, uh, giving advice and most of the time we go around giving advice when they are not asked also. We should stop that also because if we see King Chadavarta did not start speaking, uh, the moment uh, King Rahuguna has started the chastisement, he waited for Rahuguna to ask the questions and seek his guidance then he started speaking. This is something that we all have to practice in our lives that as soon as we know some kind of spiritual things, some kind of good things, we become so eager and enthusiastic um, uh, that we speak about Krishna more than that we start giving advices to related to the spiritual um, practical life, personal life uh, based on this. So unless until somebody asks us or unless until we know that they are doing a big mistake which is going to cause them a, a big damage, we should not interfere uh, and wait for them to seek the guidance and then we give, then they have a trust on the words of our, then they build up a trust and they try to look the truth in the guidance that we are giving. So this is very, very important. So at the present moment, the entire world is full of foolish people. So Prabhupada is saying that one has to learn from Krishna or his devotee. So I'll go from the where, uh, place where I have stopped. So children speaking nonsensically. Consequently, their words cannot be given any importance. 
One has to learn from Krishna or his devotee. If one speaks on the basis of this experience, that is, on the basis of the spiritual knowledge, one's, world, uh, one's words are valuable. At the present moment, the entire world is full of foolish people. Bhagavad Gita describes these people as mudas. They are trying to rule human society, but because they are devoid of spiritual knowledge, the entire world is in a chaotic condition. To be released from these miserable conditions, one has to become Krishna consciousness and take lessons from an exalted personality like Janavarata, Lord Krishna and Kapila Deva. That is the only way to solve the problems of material life. So all the instructions, we will be surprising Lord Krishna is giving instructions in so many places. He speaks Bhagavad Gita and in the 11th canto of Bhagavatam he skips again everything to Uddhava. Um, and then many places, Narad Muni gives instructions, uh, Jadabharata gives instructions, Prithu Maharaj gives instructions. So all these instructions we have to take as if uh, they are all meant for us. Even though their subjects there are different to whom they are giving the instructions. But all these questions which King Rahaguna has posed are, are also questions of all of us. And these instructions of King Jadabharata are also for us. So Prabhupada is saying that he is stating here what is the criteria for us to uh, 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 go and seek guidance. The criteria is that he is a person, he should be learned from Krishna or his devotees. And when he speaks from that experience, from that level of spiritual knowledge, that's where we have to understand that those are the instructions even though they are not palatable to us, they are not sounding sweet to us, they are very deep, they are looking like poisonous to us, but those are the right instructions that we have to follow in our life. So when we are going through the chapters where we are reading the instructions of any of these people, we have to pay um, attention in detail <coughs> so that we can understand them. We have to meditate on them. We have to read them again and again, again and again, so that they 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 uh, they uh, they form a layer in our subconscious mind that we try to practice them at the time of uh, crisis in our life. That is the only way to solve the problems of material life. We are going towards the material options to solve the problems, material problems. But material problems can be solved from spiritual perspective. And by taking guidance from the people who are having that spiritual knowledge and experience and who follow the Acharyas, Guru and Krishna. So, Sadhu, Sastra, Sangha. So, we, these are the three places where we have to find the uh, guidance and instructions. All of us, whatever the stage we are in material life, we come into a situation where things are very, very confusing. If King Rahuguna, Arjuna, great devotees themselves are perplexed and they don't know what to do, we also are not uh, immune to those things. We also fall uh, short of uh, our own uh, studying or experience uh, where we can solve the problem because we are inside that problem. We will not be able to see the opportunities that can resolve. So we should go to somebody who is outside that problem and can look a way to go outside from it because we are in the uh, neck deep into that problem and even though the solution is available to us we won't we will not see that and we won't see um, we won't uh, adapt that solution uh, uh, to go out of that problem 
So that is very important sometimes for us to confide in a senior guru, senior devotee or in guru or uh, somebody who understands us, who doesn't judge us and who helps us to show us the right way. But that person should not be giving uh, uh, the advices from the material perspective. So we'll go to the next verse, uh, 5.11.2. Tataiva Rajan Urugar Hameda Vitana Vidyoru Vijrum Viteshu Naveda Vadeshu Hitatva Vadaha Prayena Suddhonu Chakasti Saduhu Translation interpreted by Srila Prabhupada Srila Prabhupada Kiji Tataiva Rajan Urugar Garhameda Vitana Vidyoru Vijrum Viteshu Naveda Vadeshu Hitatva Vadaha Prayena Suddhonu Chakasti Saduhu Tatha, therefore, Eva, indeed, Rajan, O King, Uru Garhameda, rituals related to material household Uru Garhameda Vithana Vidya, in knowledge that expands, Uru very greatly, Vijrumbiteshu, among those interested, Na Nat, Vedavadeshu, who speak the version of the Vedas, he indeed, Tattvavadaha, the spiritual science, Prayena, almost always, Suddaha, free from all contaminated activities, no, indeed, Takasti, appear, Sadhu, a person who is advanced in devotional service, Tattva. My dear king, talks of the relationship between the master and the servant, the king and the subject and so forth, or simply talks about material activities. People interested in material activities which are expounded in the Vedas are intent on performing material sacrifices and placing faith in their material activities. For such people, spiritual advancement is definitely not manifest. So, this also aligns with Oh, Vaishwarya Prasakta Nam. That shloka of Bhagavad Gita. So here he is speaking about two people. Veda Vada, Tattva, Tattva Vada. So King Jadabharata is speaking here. So what King Jadabharata is saying? My dear King, talks of relationship between the master and the servant, the king and the subject, and so forth, or simply talks about material activities. People interested in material activities which are expounded in the Vedas or intent on performing material sacrifices and placing faith in their material activities. For such people, spiritual advancement is definitely non-manifest. This also goes back, goes back again to the second chapter of Bhagavad Gita, which Prabhupada mentions in the purport. But we'll go and see the purport and understand this verse. In this verse, two words are significant, Vedavada and Tattvavada. According to Bhagavad Gita, those who are simply attached to the Vedas and do not understand the purpose of the Vedas or the Vedanta Sutra are called Vedavadaratha. So we have of, we often discussed this. So sometimes in the process of practicing a ritual or practicing something, we get attached to the rules and regulations and we don't see the purpose behind the rules and regulations. So when we, when we know the purpose behind the rules and regulations, uh, then we don't need to re really have any uh, a, uh, any monitoring or any uh, rules and re um, uh, uh, anybody watching us, or uh, we don't we don't need to worry when we cannot uh, follow the rule at that time 
um, because we know the tattva behind it, we know the purpose behind that rule. So if we can fulfill the purpose behind that rule, uh, then we, we should be good enough and we should not be afraid. But that doesn't happen for the people who did not, did not see the purpose behind that rule. If they are only stick to the rules mentioned in the Vedas for attaining something, um, there will be, they will be worried when they cannot practice that. So Veda Vada, Tattva Vada. Vedas have so many options for us to increase our material uh, enjoyment or achieve things in the material world. The whole purpose of the Vedas is to know about Krishna. Um, at the end, we have to know Krishna, and we have to know the tattva behind that, who is the cause of all causes, who, uh, for whose pleasure we are doing all these things, uh, uh, and why we should be doing all these things. So that uh, tattva we should be knowing actually. If we are not knowing that tattva, and we are only fixed to the rules, uh, then we will be very uh, paranoid, and we will also get scared, and we will also worry, and then we lose the whole purpose of uh, practicing that. So two kinds of people, Veda Vada and Tattva Vada. Those who don't know the purpose behind the Vedas, those who don't know the purpose behind the rules, are called as Veda Vada Ratha. That means they are misguided by the Vedas. So this uh, shloka from second chapter of Bhagavad Gita, 42-43, Yam imam pushpitam vacham pravadantya avipaschitaha veda vada rataha pata nanyad asiti vadinaha kamatma kama svarghapara janma karma falapradam kriya vishesha bahulan bhogaishwarya gatim prati. So this was... Men of small knowledge are very much attached to the flowery words of the Veda, which recommend various fruitive activities for elevation to heavenly planets, resultant good birth, power and so forth. Being desirous of sense gratification and opulent life, they say that there is nothing more than that, more than this. So this is what generally people who are attracted by the Flabbery words of Veda. Ya imam pushpitam vacham. They are very attractive. The material pleasures, material enjoyments are very, very attractive. And especially when we are living in this material world, who doesn't like comforts? Who doesn't like opulences? Who doesn't like luxuries? Who doesn't want good children who listen as soon as you say? Um, uh, who doesn't want uh, uh, good, good salaries? Who doesn't want good name? Who doesn't want good beauty? Everybody wants these things, and everybody knowingly or unknowingly get attracted to these things. The, the things are such a way that they, are at, they attract us. And so this is so much difficult to go beyond these attractions and see the purpose of the Vedas. We will be thinking that whatever these attractions, which are very, very um, you know, sounding like right at this point for, for, for us, or the things that we want to achieve and we will be happy. Uh, and then we actually, where Krishna says that, once you come to your real nature, you will be even more happy 
The spiritual happiness is entirely different from the material happiness. Even if you are going to heavenly planet, you will be coming down to this material world, back to your normal life. Like how people sometimes feel very depressed when they went to a big tour, a nice luxurious tour and when they want to go back to their homes. I often hear people saying that, oh, back to the normal life of cooking, cleaning, laundry, all those things. I was so happy those times. 10 days, I don't need to cook, I don't, need, I don't need to do laundry, I don't need to do anything. I'm so happy going around and enjoying and just wearing nice dresses and ready to, the uh, food is ready uh, whenever I want to eat. Um, so they, uh, they are very, very happy like that. And they doesn't like to um, come back to the routine where they have to work hard and do the things. So similarly, the attractions that are given in Vedas, when we have that capacity to do those austerities and penances, and uh, not everybody can also get attracted to the Vedas because everybody wants uh, happiness in life without working hard. Uh, if some of us are ready to work hard, then what we will think is like, okay, why don't I, I grab those attractions for me? Uh, why I have to be selfless? So people in general are not very intelligent. And due to their ignorance, they are most attached to the fruitive activities recommended in Karmakanda portions of the Vedas. They do not want anything more than sense gratificatory proposals for enjoying life in heaven, where wine and women are available and material opulence is very common. In the Vedas, many sacrifices are recommended for elevation to the heavenly planets, especially the Jyotishma, Jyotishma sacrifices. In fact, it is stated that anyone desiring elevation to heavenly planets must perform these sacrifices. So people get attracted to these sacrifices very, very quickly because the material attractions, material happinesses or the comfort they give are so much in need because we are not some and especially for uh, some of us who don't have that we 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 think that having that is going to be a uh, goal of our life so the vedavada followers of vedas are generally inclined to karmakanda and i always i often get this thought um, when i look at the people um, who are ready to do any kind of a karmakanda uh, for not give uh, for having the material happiness and material uh, pleasure. And then I always wonder, I always say to Krishna, Krishna, just give me the dedication and determination that they have, but my goal is different. My goal is to go back to you um, and then uh, attain you. So, But they are very determined and they are very, very um, uh, 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 focused on achieving that. But it's just that they are putting their interest in a temporary thing. They may not be knowing that. They may not be knowing that whatever the hard work they are doing with the same hard work, with the same dedication, with the same devotion, they can get a bigger thing. But they, do, they are not attracted to that bigger thing of pure devotional service to Krishna and Krishna. So that's why they are going to minimum things which are nowhere in comparison to Krishna. That is the karmakanda, the material sacri the material pleasures. So the performance of sacrifice according to the Vedic injections. They are thereby promoted to higher planetary systems. They generally practice the Chaturmasya system, Akshayam Havai, 
ಕೃಷ್ಣ for the pleasure of them because they want the punya that they can achieve by doing these things so it is just that one thing is different doing for the pleasure of krishna and doing for our own pleasure not knowing that whatever we are doing for our own pleasure has a beginning and an end because we are asking for something which is material and we are asking for something which is material it always have a beginning and an end even if it is the heavenly planet swarga sukham even that has a beginning and an end the pleasure that we are seeking the hard work that we are doing for the pleasure that we are seeking is very very temporary and it does not completely remove all kind of miseries we still have to go through the misery of birth and death even if we go to the higher planets maybe the old age and diseases will not be there but we still have the misery of birth and death but at, we are not seeing that higher pleasure like how the students they don't see the ultimate goal that the sacrifice that they are performing when they are going not watching the tv not watching their favorite game not going out and hanging out with the friends these are all small small pleasures they are uh, they are sacrificing their graduation or they getting an higher score higher things in the life for these small small pleasures they get so distracted if they have any game just before their final exams or anything they just give up to that pleasure and they don't prepare properly for their final exams and they don't get good score there and they don't achieve the destination that they wanted to achieve just remind this example and understand that we are no uh, less to those students we are getting attracted to the material comforts heavenly planets or good health or having good children or good life having money right now we are getting attracted to these things and we are missing our final destination and final goal for which we all have to strive krishna says in the second chapter of bhagavad gita itself that whatever following this verse he will say whatever the small well can fulfill a big ocean big river will fulfill all those things so when we aim for that river when we aim for the pure devotional service of krishna all these small, small things will be fulfilled automatically but we don't have that faith we don't see that thing we don't see the truth and we get distracted with these small attractions like how we went to buy something like let's say somebody has given you a money and asked you to buy something valuable which can stay with you forever like gold or something but you get attracted to the small pleasures on the way and you spend all the money and finally for which you went to that shop to buy you don't have for you don't have that money it is similarly like that so some of the followers of the vedas are attached to karma kanda the fruit of actions of the vedas in order to be promoted to a higher standard of life others argue that this is not the purpose of the vedas 
तद यतेह कर्म जित लोक क्षीयते in this world, someone may become very highly elevated by taking birth in an aristocratic family, by being well-educated, beautiful or very rich. <coughs> These are the gifts for pious activities enacted in the past life. So some of us who are born in an aristocratic family with a golden spoon or some of us who are very, very educated, some of us who are very beautiful or very rich, these are the gifts of the pious activities that we have performed in our previous lives. Because we have been pious, punya karmas we have done, fruitive activities in our previous lives, that's why we are given this. Uh, we are given these kind of uh, gifts in this material life right now. However, what is the pitfall uh, here? However, these will be finished when the stock of pious activity is finished. When the stock of the pious activity, when the things in the pious account are withdrawn completely, we have already withdrawn because we got these gifts of aristocratic family, good education, beautiful, richness and all. Now it is already reduced. When this will be finished, when the stock of pious activity is finished, <clears throat> then these things will be finished. If we become attached to pious activities, we may get these various worldly facilities in the next life and may take birth in the heavenly planets. But all this will eventually be finished. So we are now having a comfortable life, money, rich, fame, name, and we will be wondering why not? Let me have this for the next life also and let me do all kinds of pious activities or little bit more pious activities to have all these things. Well, let me do all these things and get the heavenly planets again in my next life. But all this will eventually be finished. This will also be finished again. When the stock of pious activity is finished, once again has to come to this Martya Loka. So this is the famous verse 9.21 we all know. Whenever the punya stock is finished, the pleasures that we are having, the gifts that we are having also will be taken away from us. They are not going to be there with us permanently. According to the Vedic injections, the performance of fire activity is not really the objective of the Vedas. The same Vedas are saying, I have given options for pious activities, but that is not the real objective of the Vedas. There is something behind this. This is just to attract you guys to the Vedic injections. But this is not the whole purpose of it. The purpose is different. Like the sale which the shops are giving, actually the purpose of them is not to get rid of the sale stock. The purpose of them is to make you come to the shop so that you buy something else expensive also when you come to the shop which they want you to get. If just it is only for the sales, then they don't need to open the shop. They can just keep the sales stock outside. Similarly, the purpose of the Vedas is not only the pious activities. They want you to go beyond those pious activities and know what it is. The objective of the Vedas is explained in Bhagavad Gita. From the 15th chapter of Bhagavad Gita. The objective of the Vedas is to understand Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Those who are Vedavadis are not actually advanced in knowledge. So remember this, those who can quote anything from Veda or can say any remedy for the material problems are not really actually the people in proper knowledge. 
Because we are telling you the karma kanda part of it. If somebody is telling you that material world is going to be like this, you will be having one or the other misery. So try to go, uh, try to get out of this material world and try to seek pure knowledge, pure devotional service. They are actually our well-wishers. Not the people who kind of misguide us saying that, you know, do this puja, you are going to get a lot of pious activity. Do this, which is, you will be more happy and enjoying this material life. And those who are followers of Jnanakanda, Brahman understanding, are also not perfect. The, gna the Gnanis and Karvis, both are not perfect. However, when one comes to the platform of Upasana and accepts the worship of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, he becomes perfect. When you start that Upasana, Sadhana, practicing the devotional service, see, the chanting of the holy name that we are doing is like a big tapasya. It's not like any ordinary thing, even though it, does, it doesn't have any offenses, you can do at any point of time, in any kind of a situation, but if you can do that a quality rounds of chanting, it is like, this, it, it is more powerful than the Upasana. That Upasana word is generally not used with respect to the devotional service, it's mostly used with respect to the Karmis and Gnanis. Because they are very serious in achieving the pious activities, that Punya Karma. So they follow all the rules and regulations, they take all kinds of hardships, they do all kinds of austerities and penances. But the same thing that can be worshipped when we focus, the, when we worship the Supreme Personality of Godhead, He becomes perfect. Aradhanam Sarvesham Vishnu Aradhanam Param Out of all the Aradhanas, out of the, all the Upasanas, Doing the Vishnu Aradhana is Param, Supreme. It's the same Upasana of the Supreme Personality of Godhead of Krishna is above everything. In the Vedas, the worship of different demigods and the performance of sacrifice are certainly mentioned. But such worship is inferior because the worshippers do not know that the ultimate goal is Vishnu. The problem here is that they are not seeing the ultimate goal. They are only seeing the immediate immediate goal, but they are not seeing the ultimate goal. Nate vidhu swardhagatim hi Vishnum. When one comes to the platform of Vishnu or Aradhana or Bhakti Yoga, one has attained the perfection of life. So even though the Karmis instructions of the uh, pious activity instructions of Vedas are attractive, uh, the Jnana of the Veda is attractive, but that, they are not the highest, they are not the Param, they are not the perfect. What is perfect? Bhakti Yoga is perfect. One has attained the perfection of life. Otherwise, as indicated in Bhagavad Gita, one is not a Tattvavadi, but a Vedavadi. A blind follower of the Veda injections. So, if reading of the Vedas, if uh, following the ritualistic things that are mentioned in the Vedas, if following the Vedic injections of pious activity does not lead us to the ultimate purpose, then we will remain as Vedavadis, buying followers of Vedic injections. We will not elevate ourselves to the Tattvavadis. So there will be so many people, in, even in our Krishna conscious 
uh, process uh, who uh, are attached to the who are still sentimental emotional emotionally uh, attached and not trying to see the purpose behind just because they started chanting everything happening good to them they just stick to chanting the holy name and uh, they don't uh, they are not interested in knowing the philosophy uh, they um, they are not knowing the purpose behind the purpose behind the chanting purpose behind the understanding the things then we remain just like a vedavadis a blind followers of Vedic injections, but not the Tattvavadis. A Vedavadi cannot be purified from material contamination unless he becomes a Tattvavadi. That is, one who knows Tattva, the absolute truth. So unless we detach ourselves from appliances and enjoyments, Vogaishwarya Prasakta Anam, Krishna repeatedly says, as long as you are attached to the enjoyment and the appliance, it's very difficult for you to get determination to perform the devotional service to the God. Unless you, can, you don't see yourself as this body, unless you are not attached to the comforts of this body, you will not go, you will not give up the bodily enjoyments and go beyond the body and see the tattva. Otherwise, there are so many comforts described. It's like a big marketplace where you can find, you can even become Indra, Chandra, Brahma, or anybody you can become. If you have that uh, endeavorance to perform the things that are mentioned in the Vedas, unless you understand that, you take any of these posts in this material world, Brahma or Indra, you are still a material, you are still not liberated. You are still attached to the bodily concept. Unless you have that understanding, you will not decline those pleasures of Indra, Chandra, Brahma, and then you want to go to your original nature as a Suddha, uh, as a soul, and go back to Krishna. You will not become a Tattvavadi. That's what Prabhupada is saying here. Tattva is also experienced in three features. Brahmeti, Paramatmeti, Bhagavaniti, Sabdhite. So Tattva is also experienced in three. Even after coming to the platform of understanding Tattva, one must worship Bhagavan. So we have we have advanced. We have we have started seeing the philosophy behind the rules. So we have elevated ourselves. We have we understood that we are not this body. We are this soul. Even then, the perfect and highest realization, complete realization, is the Bhagavan realization, not the Paramatma realization or the Brahman realization. Vishnu and his expansions, or one is not at perfect. Bahunam Janmanam Ante Gnanavan Maam Prapadyate. So, some people have become Tatravadis, but still they did not become perfect or they did not get complete realization because they, did, they are not worshipping the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Sri Krishna, Vishnu, and His expansions. They are worshipping the impersonal things. So, that's why they take. Bahunam Janmanam Ante Gnanavan Maam Prapadyate. So, just see the sequence. Once you go from Veda, you will be attached to Vedavada for a longer life, a longer portion of the life. So you will be taking birth, doing pious activities, having a comfortable life. So at some point of time, because you have been involved in doing the pious activities, you realize that there, I have to know the purpose behind these pious activities. So now we have come to that stage. All of us are at that stage where we have become the Tattvavadis, who are seeing the Tattva behind the things. So that means we are almost closer to our journey of reaching our home. So we should be even careful now that we should not be distracted by Brahman, uh, Brahman philosophy or Paramatma or impersonalism. And we should be worshipping the 
where we should be worshipping Vishnu and his expansions. Otherwise, we will take so many so many nights again, so many births. Pahunam Janmanam Ante Gnanavan Maam After many births, one who is actually in knowledge surrenders to Krishna. So after becoming Tattvavadis for a longer time, we get that surrendering to Krishna. The material miseries or material appliances are not distracting me anymore. Nothing is distracting me. You take away everything what I have right now, I will still hold your lotus feet, Krishna. As long as I have your lotus feet, as long as I am attached to the chanting of the holy names of your, you, as long as I am attached to your pastimes, as long as I am attached to your katha, as long as I am attached to your uh, name, I don't have anything else to worry. That's where the surrenderance comes. The six limb of surrenderance. We always, always, always have to remember the six limb, uh, limbs of uh, surrenderance. Uh, giving up anything that is not uh, favorable to uh, Krishna's service. If if my opulence is anukulasya sankalpa, accepting only what is favorable for unalloyed bhakti. If something is becoming an obstruction in my unalloyed bhakti, I'm going to uh, I'm not going to accept that. Accepting only the things that are going to be helping me to progress in bhakti. Pratikulasya varjanam. I will be I will be um, rejecting the things which are unfavorable to my bhakti. Rakshayishyadi vishvaso. I have complete faith on Krishna that he is going to protect me. Not my money, not my appearance, not my job, not my relatives, not my good health. Nothing. Only Krishna is going to protect me in any situation. Having that kind of an unflinching faith on my protector. Gotrivate Varnanam. Accepting Bhagavan as one's only maintainer. I'll become meek, humble. That I will I have no other shelter other than Krishna, his devotees. Having Dakshirti Vishwasara. So I, I, I am only taking shelter of him. I become meek and humble. I am not proud of my uh, uh, speaking ability. I am not proud of my singing ability. I am not proud of my wealth. Nothing. I am not thinking that all these things are going to protect me. The only thing that is going to protect me is Krishna. Accepting the things favorable for discharging devotional service. Rejecting things unfavorable. Always believe firmly in Lord's protection. Feel exclusively dependent on the mercy of the Lord. Have no interest separate from the interest of the Lord. If Krishna is saying doing this is going to giving me pleasure, I'm going to do this. Whether it gives me pleasure or not, I'm not worried about that. I'm just going to go and do that thing. Always feel oneself meek and humble. Not seeking any kind of an honor. Not seeking any kind of a, a appreciation. Not seeking any kind of recognition. Always humble and meek. Always remembering that I am servant of the Supreme Lord and servant of his servant. So this is called the surrenderance. So Prabhupada here is saying, Bahunam Janmanamante, after many, many lives we come to this stage where we surrender to Krishna. And what are the principles of surrender? Those are the principles given by Sanatana Goswami, the principles of surrender. The conclusion is that unintelligent man with a poor fund of knowledge cannot understand Bhagavan or Brahman or Paramatma. See, even they, they cannot understand this Brahman or Paramatma also, not even Bhagavan. They did not go beyond the Veda, beyond the flowery words of the Veda. So they have remained as Vedavadas only. 99% of the people you see like this, 
they will do anything and everything they have faith in the god also but for their pleasures they have faith that he is going to fulfill their pleasures they don't have faith that they, he he is going to be there for them even if there are not material pleasures but after studying the vedas and attaining the understanding of the absolute truth the supreme personality of godhead one is supposed to be on platform of perfect knowledge so the conclusion is that unintelligent man with a poor fund of knowledge cannot understand bhagavan brahman or paramatma but after studying the vedas and attaining the understanding of the absolute truth after understanding the understanding of the understanding of the absolute truth the supreme personality of godhead one is supposed to be on the platform of perfect knowledge only after becoming tatvavadis and serving krishna and his expansions that's when we become for people on a platform of perfect knowledge so this is what what janabarta has seen that raguna is still at that stage he did not come to the tatvavadi stage so that's why he is saying you are speaking as if you are a tatvavadi you know everything but you are still not that at that stage so that is what he said so i have covered verse 1 and 2 um mataji uh, so devotees have any questions or comments uh, please go ahead or any additions any corrections uh, please go ahead and uh, add i will conclude here this was hari krishna hari krishna mata ji thank you so much for this wonderful nectarian class i don't have any question but yeah, yeah yesterday uh, on the 11th our notice you agreed to give the class so thank you so much for that such a wonderful class hari krishna thank you so much mata ji for engaging me in service all glories to guru maharaj and krishna electronics and they miss their exam and they cannot be what they want to be in the life yeah. that for i mean uh, parents can understand that example very well but yeah. when they get distracted with the allurement of the material world you know their boat will be gone for the you know spiritual realization and the upliftment that's wonderful example that can fit right for the parents that's right Hare Krishna Mata ji dhanyawad all my sister Prabhupada and your friends and and your the fluent and the pictures references are so convincing it instills the subject matter deep inside our heart i have one question mata ji this vedavada are they do they have faith in god i mean do they have faith? i mean some Uh, some uh, ishwar uh, concept of some ishwar oh yeah they Do have they... <coughs> in 
faith in God actually if you see but their faith in God is that he is going to give them what they are asking like they are uh, they are uh, they are having they have faith otherwise they won't uh, uh, because even to be a vedavadi also is a difficult thing because you have to perform all those austerities all those all those rituals and all right prabhu so they have faith in god but their faith is only confined to uh, Uh, that he is going to solve his problems. He is going to give whatever the material pleasure they are asking, or he is going to remove the pain. So they they uh, they have that. And let's say the problem with them is that if if whatever the particular god they are praying did not give what they are seeking, then they will switch again. They will go to the next shop. Yeah. So they will start yeah. doing that. They do have faith until their their problems are solved. They are given what they are given. uh and then yeah. if, if that is not coming they change they switch that is that bahushaka aha bahushaka hai anantasya vavasayatmika buddhi ekeha purunandana ya krishna says very nicely in second chapter you are you 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 are not determined very prabhu uh, wonderful that because prabhupad writes so nicely that purport i would like to bring that and read because you said bahushaka because uh, that is the purpose i think i was uh, referring and that is the purport prabhupad really touched uh, um, uh, that very uh, nicely that verse actually he clearly experiences uh, writes like um, a strong faith that by krishna consciousness one will be elevated to the highest perfection of life is called vyavasayatmika intelligence so whatever krishna says that vyavasayatmika buddhir ekeha purunandana having a strong faith that krishna consciousness is enough for us to elevate to the highest perfection of life so what 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 we are thinking the highest perfection is having wealth having name fame all these things but having faith that krishna consciousness is enough and it is the solution for everything is vyavasayatmika buddhi that's what prabhupada writes here where krishna says vyavasayatmika buddhi ekaha purunandana bahushakaha anantascha buddhayo avyavasayinam that means your intelligence is not properly um, uh, vyavasayana is like you no know, like a farmer he properly uh, puts the right plants removes the unwanted plants and uh, he have a direction as a so our intelligence is not properly cultivated that's why we go here there we think that okay this is going to solve my problem that is going to small problem problem and they are they can do anything tomorrow if somebody says that tree is solving the problem they will worship the tree also so they they have faith but their faith is confined to that and uh, prabhupad quotes here machalila 22.62 and says faith means unflinching trust in something sublime श्रद्धाशब्देश्वासेश्वासेश्वासेश्वासेश्वासेश्वासेश्वासेश्वासेश्वासेश्वासेश्वासेश्वासेश्वासेश्वासेश्वासेश्वासेश्वासेश्वास
similar to that platform and today's all modern science is based on that to you know make the, all the miseries go away and make the life comfortable it's very very similar the current situation the modern science yes sir ab brahmo bhuvanal what is the solution for the janmamritu jara vyadhi there is not there the solution is not there anywhere other than kishpa right right Yeah, you 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 touch the right uh, example replacing the karma kanda of the veda with the scientists and the medical uh, doctors or whatever because whatever uh, uh, this karma kanda used to depend on veda the science of all science is able to do then people are not big, uh, even the karma kandas are going away i mean not not visible nowadays more Uh, there is also a point actually yeah it struck me in just as you are saying i'm not sure whether i i i i i'm right but it, it looks like yeah um, uh, this karmakandi uh, is also not very much seen nowadays you do you do not see many yagyas being performed uh, to please uh, indra or chandra or surya very rare because they have been replaced by that uh, um, okay for the rain there is no solution now uh, but uh, some something uh, like other than that uh, but uh, <coughs> yeah, but they don't understand that uh, the uh, the demigods in charge of the material world are also very very powerful compared to the scientists that those people have uh, with small intelligence to understand yeah i am right and i even not under understand Thank you so much. Okay. Prabhuji and uh, Madhuri, if no questions or comments, uh, can we conclude the session here? Yes. Yes. Thank Mataji. you, Madhuri, for nectarine class. Thank you. Thank Sorry. you so much uh, for the opportunity, Prabhuji and Madhuri. Yes, Madhuri. Thank you so much. Let's pay blessings to all the Vaishnavas. पंचाकल्पतुर्वेश्च उपवासिंदु वैवेच्च पतिता नाम